Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. My next interview was from the Toronto International Film Festival with Alan Isabamsawin. Again, another one of those interviews that was a real privilege for me to do. Jordan River Anderson, The Messenger is the film. This was the world premiere, and it's a film that uh, you're going to be able to see uh, through the National Film Board. And uh, Alanise and I uh, talk a little bit about uh, a retrospective of her work at the end of the interview that's going to be available over the next, I think, in the next couple of years, actually. And uh, again, a real pleasure to to uh, interview this woman who's just full of so much passion and so much energy. And, and she talks um, a lot about having to fight for everything. This is a, a film uh, that is about uh, Canadian law. This is a film about Canadian history. This is about a film about injustice and and about uh, coming to terms with with our past and uh, something called Jordan's Principle. So let me let me just read this uh, blurb from you uh, uh, for you. And this is right off the Toronto International Film Festival's website. Quote: Alanisa Bomsawin's remarkable fifty third film documents the story of a young boy forced to spend all five years of his short life in hospital while the federal and provincial governments argued over which was responsible for his care, as well as the long struggle of Indigenous activists to force the Canadian government to enforce Jordan's principle. The promise that no First Nations children would experience inequitable access to government-funded services again. Close quote. The day that I interviewed Alanis, there was a an announce an announcement. You're going to want to look it up. Jordan's Principles, CBC. It's it's online. There's lots of information there uh, about the principle and about what's what's actually going on. Um, Alanis gets very intimate. She gets very personal. Uh, so so please do take the time to listen in on this. This is. Um, this is an important piece of our history that that uh, uh, touches on uh, justice and responsibility and some of the uh, poor choices uh, that have been made in the past and and how we we are getting closer 
to to the conversation. Well, the conversation about reconciliation clearly is happening, but we are getting closer to that. And and a way to get there is by seeing films like this, by trying to get a better understanding, by listening. And I think that is what is required of us as Canadians, to listen a little more, get a better sense for the context of, of what happened and what's currently happening, and then try to step in and and see what we can do. So coming right up, uh, Alanis Abomsuin, her 53rd film, Jordan River Anderson, The Messenger. Don't forget davidpecklive.com for more information about my writing and public speaking. You can get a copy of Real Changes Incremental there. Face-to-face-live.ca, the podcast has been going on for over five years and a bit. We're coming up on 500 interviews in 2020. If you want to get behind us and support the work that we're doing, you can do that through patreon.com. One, five, ten, twenty dollars a month would be greatly appreciated to help us offset some of the costs here. And if you can't do that, and I totally understand that, I really do, uh, could you leave us a review on iTunes? We would sure appreciate that. Sign up for the newsletter, forward the podcast to friends, tweet about us, uh, get us up on Facebook and spread the word about Face to Face. And if you'd uh, like to advertise with us, you can do that as well. Uh, We have a newsletter, we can do uh, banner ads, we've got uh, newsletter ads, we've got shout-outs uh, during and special uh, podcasts and a whole host of other ways that, that you can step into a whole new uh, world and demographic. We've had hundreds of thousands of downloads over the last few years, and we'd like to grow that uh, as much as we possibly can. And rabble.ca, don't forget, news for the rest of us. It's a platform where face-to-face also exists, and uh, you've got writers and bloggers and podcasters talking about uh, issues and things that matter and uh, news for the rest of us and and, and don't touch that dial Alanisa Bomsawin coming right up Jordan River Anderson The Messenger well welcome to Face to Face we're joined by a very special guest here with uh, us today in Toronto at the Toronto International Film Festival actually a returning guest Alanisa Bomsawin is here to talk about her new film her important new film Jordan River Anderson The Messenger and we were just chatting about about the the beautiful name uh, of this film uh, Elenis, can you can you why don't you step into it a little bit for our yeah. listeners and tell us a little bit about the name yes. and, and the importance yeah. of the story and then we'll tease out some of the yeah. implications for sure. I find the name so beautiful, um, especially having a river in it. It's so sacred. Um, I've been working on and off in, in this film since two thousand eleven. Wow. And in between, I made uh, five other films. But uh, I was following uh, Jordan's principle, what was happening in court. We filmed everything in the courtroom. And um, I never felt that I could finish the film up until now. Hmm. Because, uh, first of all, there was quite uh, uh, a war against the fact that... uh, Children, uh, indigenous children, were not getting equal uh, rights to services, health services, and education. And uh, it was very hard. If I had not been inside the courtroom to witness everything that went on, I would have had a hard time to believe it. And uh, what I found very disturbing was uh, there's another film I made, it's called we can't make the same mistake twice. And part of the question of Jordan's principle is in it also. And what I was shocked was uh, when people were being questioned, uh, government people um, in Indian Affairs and 
different department. Um, they were always very defensive or uh, trying to justify their way right. of uh, judging who should get help or not. There was a, a committee that was formed inside the government, and whenever a family, someone would apply to get help through Jordan's principle, um, they would never get anywhere. And they never seemed to qualify to, to get help through this uh, uh, movement. And uh, then uh, uh, there was a time when uh, $11 million was put aside to help cases who were uh, applying to Jordan's principle. And a lot of children, uh, obviously, who had uh, special needs. And uh, then there's, uh, there's some people that uh, testify and said that uh, none of them were could access the money because they were they were not real Jordan's principal uh, case. Oh, they wow. did okay. not qualify. But worse than that um, was that finally they were asked, "Well, was the money ever?" Uh, was there ever any money spent from the $11 million? And they said no. So it was a return, I guess, to Treasury. I'm not sure to where. Right. Meanwhile, you have for... you got to wonder if it was even there in the first place. No, it was, apparently, yeah, for sure. But um, the committee would uh, uh, always come with the answer, no, this child doesn't qualify. Mm. But not only that, but then uh, they gave, there's one person who came, and uh, she said that every year they give an award inside the government for a, a department or, well, I don't know how to call it, or a, some kind of rules or that people abide by and did a very good job, would receive an award. And she said, this woman, uh, so I decided that uh, Jordan's principal uh, people who worked so hard to make sure not spend the money, obviously. She didn't say right, that. But right, uh, right. they gave an award because they, they they did such a good job. They did such a good job in not giving any help to anybody. Wow. I was really shocked I at bet. that one. Well, you yeah. said, Alanis, you said earlier that if you hadn't have been there, this is I a story that you about. wouldn't have believed. No. Is that, and and you so this is uh, 2011 so you're in your eighth year kind of of following this story and yeah. connected stories yeah. over the many many years yes. 53 films yes. uh, and the many stories that yeah. you've told about indigenous uh, rights yeah. and, and and First Nations Inuit and Métis yeah. uh, is there a sense in which you still can't believe some of well, the things now, that have gone on and yeah. I know today and we'll talk about it but just yeah. yesterday on the CBC. We hear that uh, Jordan's principle again is in back in the news. Yes, in in a really positive way. Yes, well, the reason why I, f I finished the film finally is because I also was a witness of something really great mm, so and good. really loving in the courtroom, and the changes. I, I this is my opinion now. Uh, perhaps it's not totally right. I really think the changes came because of some of our people that are working inside the government, indigenous people. Also, Dr. Philpott had a lot to do with right. it. She's an incredible woman. I did, a, I did an event last year with yes. her uh, in Markham, and she was yeah. on a panel. And at the end of 
the panel, which was about, you know, important, relevant things, she actually started to sing a song. Oh. And just connected with the audience in just such a beautiful way. She's, Isn't she's that really wonderful? quite wonderful. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, it's nice to hear you. Yes. I was very impressed with her. Mm. And uh, so all these years, zero money given from through Jordan's principal to all these families. 2016, the, the uh, tribunal <clears throat> came out with their decision and said that uh, the government was discriminating against uh, indigenous children and uh, came out with their rules 2016. And of course, the, the government appealed against it and uh, <clears throat> nothing was happening. It was not until 2017 that the big changes came. And uh, again, I sat, sat in the courtroom and watched, and uh, there's a woman uh, whose name is Dr. Gideon. Uh, she was a witness. And what a difference in terms of uh, answering the questions. Mm. The, she was questioned by the lawyers, and uh, one of the lawyers for, for uh, Cindy Blackstock's foundation, and he asked her... Uh, all the questions are like, why uh, did this happen that for so long nobody got any help? And and then she starts saying that now there was a change. And what I liked about her is she's not trying to say, oh, no, we did what we were supposed to do. No, the government and never, you know, because that's usually the answers. Right. And she said, no, it was wrong. And the tribunal told us it was wrong what we did, and we changed and they told us how this uh, rule has to be applied, and we're applying it like it should be, and we've been giving uh, so much money to all the different families, and uh, they came out with uh, numbers, and uh, the lawyer said, does this mean that all those people who were refused before were compensated for? Right. And she said yes. And every time that he would ask a question that before, the way that they would answer would say, oh, no, no, it's because they didn't qualify. Oh, no, no, it's because, uh, no, we did what we have to do. And always defending the wrongdoing. Right. Where now, it's, she said, it was wrong. We did it wrong. And we changed. And we're obeying. It and was. We, and we learned. I tell you, I was sitting there. Yeah, quite, quite moving. I mean, isn't this what advocacy and activism and what government is really supposed to be about, yes. right? And it's so... Um, well, what did Jane Philpott in the movie said? She said, we need to fight back and we need to reverse it. She Yes. Right? You saw the film? I did, yes. Oh, oh yes. Oh, saw, and by oh. the way, sorry, I'm so sorry. Congratulations. Oh, I didn't know. Yes. Oh, that, uh, here yes. I am explaining to you and you saw <laughs> no, it. No, 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 no. I've oh, seen the film. I'm so it was yeah. so... She... These, these two women really are incredible. Mm. And uh, so I, you know, I keep telling people, like, we criticize government uh, yeah, all sure, the time, sure, especially sure. Indian affairs, you yeah. know. Yeah. You, yeah. Get into, okay. you get into politics for all the wrong reasons, yeah. you know, yeah. those, kind of, those yes. kinds of cliches, yes. right? Very cynical. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, my God, it brings me back to the mm. 60s when the first year we became uh, citizens of Canada for the first time. Wow. So this that year, 
There seem to be a lot of uh, incredible things going on around the world, including ourselves at that time. And we began to travel. Like I'd never been anywhere. Mm. I didn't know about all the different nations. And oh, I was very ignorant of a lot of things. And then we start meeting all the people that called us activists. We start meeting and uh, forming organization. It was we discovered how rich we were, mm. you know, in languages nice. Nice. and uh, the traditions, the culture, and the, the feelings really were incredible to, um, and to see how beautiful our people are. So that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful soundbite, by the way. I mean, uh, we, di- we discovered how rich we were. I mean, yes, if somebody was yes. going to report on our conversation today, wouldn't yes. that be a, a wonderful place to sort of land on? Cause I think I, I I mean, I, I've, I've worked in international development for many, many years. And one of the things that continues to, to, to kind of blow me away is when I go into another country, uh, you know, thousands of miles away, the richness uh, of the people and the tradition, the culture, the space, the environment. Uh, it's, a, it's a long, wonderful oh, list, isn't it? Oh, it is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, I keep, I just turned 87 years old last week. And you're still making films. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm lucky because my health is good. That's and amazing. I, Happy uh, birthday. Yes, I, I should have brought you. you a gift. Oh, and do you, have a lo- a, do you have any loot bags left over from the birthday party? You know the loot bags you give to people when, you, uh, when, when people come to celebrate your birthday party? Oh, <laughs> the, I didn't uh, celebrate this year, but oh, okay. I had a lot of people calling me to see if there was a party. Because <laughs> I have a big party been. every yes. five years. Every, oh, every so five. if I live okay. to be 90, then, then I'll have a okay, good, party. Good, good. I said I'm too young now. <laughs> You're still too young. Yes. yes. It's remarkable. So, yeah. Is, so, so let's talk about that, about the richness. And, the, and yes. clearly the hope that I even can yes. see in your smile yeah. and in your, 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 the tone of your voice. You clear 53 films. Uh, 87 still going strong is that kind of is that something that really drives you the hope for something different and something better i think i owe to life and uh, you know we take for granted the everyday life like i feel my god i can walk Mm. you know i can Mm. work Mm. my health is good that's richness and I want to to recognize it that uh, I'm lucky to have that it's a gift and uh, I the it's very difficult to all these years like we've had uh, we've had to fight for everything for mm, every step right, right. You know, it's been very hard and very difficult so much so that you forget what you have what is the reality like uh, you know I look at the children I look at people and I say, oh, my God, why were we so much called you're ugly, you're dirty, you're a savage, you're all this, all this. So when you hear that kind of language all the time, the time you start believing it or, you know, you, you identify with it. And But when we start thinking differently and thinking of what we have, let's look at what we have. Let's look at all the good people across this country that are changing and that are wanting to see justice. To our people, ten years ago, whenever we said anything, said ah, the Indians—they're always complaining. They're drunks. They're lazy, and uh, you know everything that goes with that. Now I know, as I travel along the country, I feel there's an ear that was never there before. Mm. I'm talking in general. 
I find that Canadians are very curious, want to know what, what is the real history of this country, and want to see justice, and want to see good things. And a lot of people are helping us in many different ways. And I want to recognize that. And I want our people to know that. I want our people to know how beautiful they are. They have no clue. You know, you when you're always told, oh, you're ugly, you're, you're me, when I was a little girl, it was, your language is Satan, Satan's language. I heard that so... Wait, see, that, those are things that I just can't believe. Like, you're in the courtroom, and yeah. you wouldn't have believed the story when you hear things like that. On one level, you do believe it, because mm. it seems that, well, it, history shows us that human yeah. beings are capable of beautiful things, but yeah. they're capable of some pretty yeah. incredible, horrible things yes. as well. And so, mm. it, you know, on one level, it makes sense. On another level... I just can't imagine ever saying that yeah. to a child. Well, this was constant. Constant. Yes. Just uh, cult uh, culturally accepted. Yes, yes. How far we've come. And uh, the terrible part, this is the reason why I sit here, because mm -hmm. I really fought back and revolt. Right, right. But uh, the, the very serious damage came from the books written by the church, designed to create hate, and ugliness to our people, and called savages. Elenice, by the books, do you mean like school the, books. the school book, the textbooks? Yes. Yeah. Official school books designed to, you know, I was the, the only uh, Indian at that time in, in the classroom, and all the other kids, whenever the teacher opened the book, uh, Histoire du Canada, like, uh, history of Canada I knew that's the day I'm going to get beat up today mm. and and I understand you know like if it, all the children were reading these books and so was the teacher and discussing how we were savages how we went around scalping uh, poor, poor Europeans who came here at first the white people and uh, that the language was dirty language was la, la langue du diable it's um, the devil's language or Satan's language, that I heard so many times. And so many children who spoke their, their language very well got punished for, punished for it. So it's the educational system that created the hate towards our people and uh, calling us inferior. And this was established officially. That's the big crime. That's where it came from that the rest of the people who came here hated us and called us all kinds of names. And, you know, it was very, very bad. You know what I, what I love about uh, all of this and about the film and, and your work uh, is that there is a Canadian message here, obviously, and it's encouraging to hear that you say there's an ear out there that wasn't yes. there before. There's a global message here it seems to me about reconciliation yes. and trust this can apply in rwanda and cambodia yes. and mongolia and Burkina everywhere Faso. It, it applies everywhere isn't yes. isn't this about um you know larger larger, yes. larger issues it's about yes. love it's about respect yes. this is human rights and dignity yes. and so on it seems so sort of on the surface but yes. when you hear you, you t the way you're talking about how an education system was designed yes the lessons there still apply Yes. On so many levels. Yes. So finally, uh, these books were thrown out, but nothing to replace it for a long time. So, uh, and we have our people, you know, until 
1951, when, in 48, 49, when the um, uh, United Nations was created, right. and then the human rights movement was created, Canada was forced to look at how they treated their indigenous people at that time by the world, by the United Nations, by the human rights movement. And for the first time, a paragraph in the Indian Act was mm. changed, mm. amended, that, excuse me, I forget the phrase, I have to check it out, I used to know it by heart. Um, anyway, it was the first time that an indigenous person was accepted inside a university without denying its race. Mm. Nobody could go to university unless you became a Canadian citizen, right. and we were not. So we were like the, the, the treated the same way as the immigrant people who came here. So because of the, of the paragraph that was changed, now uh, an indigenous person could get into university without letting go of uh, his race. And you know what that meant? Before that, it meant uh, you. Oh, you. Uh, you're Canadian. You're an enemy. You. You're a traitor. Right. You go back to the city where you come from, and uh, this was it created its separation amongst the people, the families. It was very bad, and oh, you think you're better than us? You know this kind of uh, attitude. So now, first change was there. First time that an indigenous person could be going to university and be treated equally. Um, then, you know, there, there was so much oppression uh, through all the, the Indian Act. Uh, it's so, again, designed to uh, get rid of our people and uh, make them invisible, and, and etc. And all that thing about you're not a registered person, therefore you don't qualify for this, you don't qualify for that. Uh, did you, is there a mixed marriage? And, you know, really horrifying stuff in that book. So uh, what I want to say about that is uh, how the Skid Rows in Canada became to be. Mm. A lot of people, like the government was even say, tell, telling people, if you want to become Canadian, you go, you go to the city and you live there and you have a better life and we'll give you a bit of money. Some of them received uh, $5,000, you know, it was a lot of money then, or maybe 10000 others, uh, others uh, very little, you know, especially if you don't have a treaty. Sure. And uh, I'm, I'm, I feel like smiling because I'm thinking of our reserve and what happened. And this. There's another film I made, it's called uh, Wambanaki, People from Where the Sun Rises. Mm. It's about my own people. Mm. And there's a woman in there who talks about she married this white boy, and she was very, very young. She didn't realize what that meant, your rights. You know. And the, the agent, and we all had an agent. He used to call him an Indian agent. He was not Indian. People, people thought he was. Uh, and he would make the rules. So once you, if you married outside, they sent you a letter, and they say, you're not allowed uh, to live on the reserve anymore, and you have to let go of your rights. And... Uh, 
and then you have to sign a paper. And she got money for uh, for her rights, and I don't think it was even a hundred dollars. Wow. Can you imagine? So it's this stuff we could make a funny uh, play well, on these. You know what I was just going to say? You could make a movie about it. Yeah. And, and you have yeah. know, f- f- 53 of them, yeah. right? And it's yeah. just, what would you say is one of the, um, uh, hmm, could you say there's a thread? Is there a common th- theme? Is that even a fair question when you've made so many films and you've dug into so many different issues yes. along the way? The, is, it recon- the, is it reconciliation? Is it, it reconciliation is really incredible, but there there is a thread all along this these years, this uh, century of our people being uh, stamped as a wrong individual. Uh, it's just horrifying stuff, and then you are teaching officially in the classroom, all these things. So what do you think happens? And then you hear the, the, the children could hear their parents right. giving their uh, ways of, of talking about savages and all that. So what do you think happened in the classroom when the teachers was uh, coming out with her paragraph about uh, how this colonized country mm. began? So all those things. So well, for us to to uh, realize ourselves of who we really are takes us a long time and mm. now it has come that we, I think many of us even there's a lot of young people who have had uh, drug problems or alcohol problems and if they come out of that they're the strongest of all and they talk about they, they figure I want to know my language I know the real healing is going to come from our people from us right. from within right some of the traditions our people have had and why and all the explanation and all the beautiful ways of thinking and the generosity. And, and you know, in those days, like uh, I was reading uh, 1680 or around then, these uh, religious people are writing and they, they realized that indigenous, they didn't call us indigenous then, they call us Indian because Christopher Columbus was lost, thought it was in India, and the name stayed officially. So you say, ah, uh, these Indians, they love their children too much. They're too, you know, too close to their children. The thing to do is to separate children from the parents, and that way we'll control them. It didn't start with the residential school. It started long before that, with their first design and how they're going to uh, realized this country. One of, one of the moments in the film that I loved was, when, well, a couple moments were when the, the elders were speaking about different things, and one of, one of the elders talked about uh, how children uh, children remind us of, of love, freedom, and dignity. Yes. And here was this idea of let's take our kids, or let's take their kids away from them to, I guess, further destroy their spirit, I yes. suppose, amongst many yeah. other things. Yeah. It's just, it is it is horrible. It is mind-boggling. Yeah. It is it's so deeply tragic. It's a uh, um, you know, we're talking about legacy to some degree, and I loved how you, you kind of, we're going to have to uh, end the conversation here soon, Elanis, I'm so sorry, okay. but, but, but um, you end the film with uh, talking about the sacred and about yeah. the bear spirit and about Jordan, and there's a song that's being sung, and, and you talk about legacy yes. and how he lived a short life. Somebody yeah. is, you, you edited yeah. in this piece about 
lived a short life, but look, look it's at the sister. impact. Right. Okay. Uh, thank you. Yes. Look at the impact. Jolene. Look at the look yes. at the legacy. And even today, uh, I'm reading this morning on the CBC's website yeah. about money being set aside, mm. and not just money, but it's also about the metaphor of that it goes with, and the yeah. symbol, yes. and how finally after this many years. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm kind of just wrap, sort of wrapping it up yeah. in my own head, and and and. <laughs> I, I'm really struck by the fact that you, 87, you've been doing this for so long and you still are smiling. Yeah. And, 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 and you're talking about the positive things that have come out of this. It's, We've it, never it's went really to a place like we are now. It's really quite no. remarkable. And I think uh, Jordan is a real messenger. You know, this little baby, everything. Uh, who could love these children more than their parents? Mm. Why mm. force them to separate them? You know, there's a sick thing right there. And I was in the film, there's one place, there's a woman who's singing and she says, and he scratched his neck and he d actually moves and scratches his neck. So every time, you know, if you look at it again, you'll see, and even the nurse who's uh, helping is uh, turned around and he's like, you can't believe, like every movement, every look counts. Mm. And you see mm, that so this child is growing and doing things that he didn't do before. Luckily... At the hospital, the women, the nurses and the therapists were wonderful to Jordan. Mm. And that's another big plus also. And it's unfortunately unfortunate that he never did go home or right. go to a, yeah, a, to a private home. And, uh, and then finally he passes away and he's five years old. So again, loss, again, rules. They said, oh, the provincial is arguing. Who's going to pay for the expense of the of him moving to a, a home, all the equipment and all those things, and the federal? And because he was a registered uh, Indian, he said it's the federal's uh, responsibility. And then they were saying, no, he's it's in provincial. the city. So this this is why Jordan's principal uh, motion was was created. Well, it matters in in and of itself, clearly, as the CBC is is reporting on. But it also matters to me, I think, as a, as a, an advocate for others and an activist of a sort, I suppose. And even what I'm trying to do mm -hmm. with my podcast, you do need to speak out. Hmm. And I think the Jane Philpott's message about oh. you know fighting back and yes. about pushing back, and it this is one of the many messages of your yes. film yeah. is that. Outcomes, good outcomes can yeah. arrive as a result of, of saying, no, this doesn't make no. sense. This isn't right. You have to make it right. You have to make it right. Yes. Do, you, do you get, Elanis, do you get out of bed every morning wondering about what your next film is going to be? What the next story oh, you're going to cover there's, is? There's, uh, <laughs> I'm working. I and bet I, you are. And, I, yes. <laughs> and uh, I have a lot of work to do because mm. the, uh, the film board is going to make a box set of the seven film, the last seven film. They're pretty well connected. And um, so I have a lot of bonuses to add, and it's a lot of work. Right. But it's going to be great, That's especially so for great. educating. Oh, it's absolutely. So, well, yeah. I love the fact that you just turned 87, and we'll, we'll wrap it up here. Your your line is, I, I have a lot of work to do. <laughs> it's <laughs> fantastic. Thank you so much for your time uh, today. We've been you. talking with Elanisa Bumsuin about... Her new film at the Toronto International Film Festival, available through the National Film Board. I would imagine it will be online and accessible uh, very soon. Jordan River Anderson, The Messenger. What a pleasure chatting with you today and a real honor. Thanks for your time, Elanise. I'm sorry I went into another 
total other place. Oh, I think that's fine. We'll let we'll let our listeners pick it up from there. Uh, deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.